Yo. No, ma'am. All right. Mm-mm. What's going no. on, people? How you doing? My name is Marky. My name is Lindsay. I'm Ross Josh. And this is also known as Chips. Um, so to start off, we're going to do um, a little game that we like to call Guess the Chew. So uh, here we go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um... Mm-hmm. 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 Colors, 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 minutes, colors. Yes. All right, all right, all right. All right. Now. Too easy. You want to do another one? No. <laughs> <laughs> I said it was easy. Let's not get out of hand. All right. All right. So, um, to start off the the podcast, we want to kind of sort of get into. Our personal life, so to introduce ourselves to you guys and also to um, tell you why we wanted to create this podcast. Um, so I'll start off. Um, my name is Marquel Cole. Uh, I go by Marky. Um, and I am originally from the Bronx, New York. Um, I am of Jamaican descent. Both of my parents come from Jamaica. My dad is from St. Elizabeth. My mom is from Manchester. Um and I went to Morehouse College. I graduated with a degree in chemistry. I am currently getting my MPH. And um, yeah, that's me. So I got a follow up? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> hi, um, I'm Ty Samers. Um, I'm from Decatur, Georgia. You know, dirty stuff, all the way. Um, what else? Uh, from oh, what's your background, girl? My background. I went to the illustrious Clark Atlanta, you know, CAU. I got a BS in computer information systems. Right now, um, just got a job as a IT support manager. So that's popping. That's popping. My family's from Antigua and Barbuda. My mom is from Bolas Village, and my but mm, <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. Yes, from Bolas Village, and we're just gonna keep it at that. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Joshua Powell. Um, I am originally from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, currently living in, you know, Atlanta. Um, yeah, I'm. I am whatever. I'm half Bayesian, so on my mom's side, the entire side of the family is Bayesian. Um, I went to. I go to Morehouse. Um, I get my degree in sociology. And I think, you know, that's all about me. All right, cool. So um, so let's talk about kind of sort of how we met each other. <clears throat> oh, man. Go ahead, Ty. So I met them on the side of the road while I was trying to oh, do homeless yeah. And, you know, I took them in. And after that, it was just like history. You know, it kind of... Worked out that they were Caribbean also, but, you know. The truth is, <laughs> the truth is, um, so we all went to school, obviously, in the AUC. If you don't know what the AUC is, the Atlanta University Center. Um, so that's comprised of Morehouse College, Spelman College, Clark Atlanta University, Morris Brown, 
Um, Morale School ITC. of Medicine, ITC, all that jazz. Um, so yeah, we were a part of a student organization by the name of AUC Vibes. It is the Caribbean Student Association within the Atlantic University Center. Uh, Ty's wear one of our shirts if you're watching us uh, right now. Um, but yeah, so we served on the e-board and like our friendship bloomed from there. But I don't know if you want to get into like how we like met met each other because um, <laughs> Ty, if you want to get into how you met me. Okay, so how I met Marky. Um, I met him through a common friend, Makita. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, it was just like, yeah, we kind of clicked. And then I went and applied for the e-board position, got that. Got the social media committee. That mm-hmm. was the first time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then I met Mr. Rash, Josh, Ras, Rastas. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, we're just gonna call him Josh. So yeah, met Josh. Um, then it was just kind of jokes after that. But then 2019 came, got on the board again as social media director, and then it just kind of blossomed. Went to. Um, what was that? Carnival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Miami Carnival together. And then we kind of stuck with each other after that. Pretty much. Yeah. It was like glue. Yeah. Josh, do you My remember God. how you met the both of us? Your memory, your recollections? Um, I mean, <laughs> I, there's no there's no amazing story to the way you met. Because mm-hmm. we, we came in on uh, one of the boards together. Yeah. For AUC Vibes. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I don't think, like, we were cool, but we, you know, it wasn't that close. Same thing with Ty, came in on the board, mm-hmm. you know, weren't that close until, uh, it was 2019 for real? Mm-hmm. So 2019, and, you know, we just started working together, like, very, very early on in the year. Um, and, you know, the more we worked together, the more we spent more time together, the more we enjoyed each other's company, and, mm-hmm. you know, here we are. So... How I met these two individuals might be a little bit different. (laughs) (laughs) So, I met Ty for the first time at Atlanta DeKalb Carnival. Mm. Um, So, we pulled up to Carnival. I don't know if you've ever been to Atlanta DeKalb Carnival, (laughs) but they had it at Stonecrest that year. I think it was like 2018? Yeah. I think it was 2018. Yeah, it was. So, I pull up and I see this girl, and she just comes and hugs me. I'm, I'm like, I don't know you like that. <laughs> but I know you, boo. <laughs> I was like, I don't know her like that. But I was like, okay, she cool. And, like, we've been cool ever since ever since then. Josh, on the other hand, I met through AEC <laughs> Vibes, obviously. And, um, yeah, we, we got closer when we went on um, a conference trip um, to... Um, Jesus, I forgot the name of it. It's Florida. Uh, it's a, aeronautical. No, that's the, that was the school that we went oh. to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was um. It's the okay. It's the the state um, FCSA. 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 Oh. Florida Caribbean Association. Something. But yeah, <laughs> something. So uh, it's 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 a conference that happens annually pre COVID. Um, <laughs> um, that we used to attend, and um, that trip really like solidified our friendship from there on. So, yeah, that's how we met each other, and um, we have a group 
that we call Kelvin. This is like it's top secret. We're not even supposed to be telling you. <laughs> Facts. These are facts. But um, this is three-fifths of Kelvin. Um, we hope to have the rest of Kelvin, the whole of Kelvin, on the podcast one of these days. But um, yeah, we're, we're like thick as thieves. We talk to each <laughs> other like almost every single day. So yeah. Um, so why did we want to create this podcast? Why did we want to start it off? You know... Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. All my school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to provide some type of insight to how you could, like, navigate your life as a Caribbean American person. You know, it's kind of hard to see where you fit in. You know, you're not Caribbean enough or you're not American enough. You don't know where you kind of fit in. So it's just like, yeah, I wanted to make a couple videos about that. Mm. See if anybody else relate to how I'm relating. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, Um, for me, I wanted to create this podcast because, um, I feel like it's important to tell our stories. Um, so like we're, we're all of Caribbean descent, but we grew up with Caribbean parents in America. So like, there's not a lot of people that's talking about that whole experience of finding your, your own identity and, and, you know, trying to connect with your culture. So this is like kind of our way of like providing our experience to, to other people and, and sharing mm-hmm. our experience with others. So that's probably why, a reason why I wanted to start this podcast. Um, for me, uh, you know, a lot of the same, of course, but um, I know my experience, I've had like my ups and downs when it comes to um, being Caribbean American or being half, um, you know, when it comes to talking to people who are, you know, born and bred, you know, all that stuff. And so I think this is a great outlet for that. Definitely. So before we get into our discussions, um, <laughs> we have a segment called uh, Calabash of Questions. So it's just random questions that we've written up, um, Caribbean related, and just want to see what our response would be. So to kick it off, uh, give it to Ty. Okay, okay. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all. <laughs> what Caribbean island do you secretly wish you were from? Okay. All right. There's actually two islands, actually. Which, okay, where are they? They're French islands. So, okay. St. Lucia or either Haiti. Like, I want to be able to speak, you know, some French. I like it. I okay. Like that. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going to go next. I'm going to go next. You know, I feel weird saying this, but you know, all my friends know me. If there would be any place, it would be Jamaica. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, oh, oh, here we go. Here wow. we go. You know, I didn't want to say it. Give me more. You know, delve on it. You know? Did you want to go pick another question? You know, you know I, I would like to pick another question. <laughs> Elaborate, please. Uh, you know? Oh man! Oh. You know, uh, why? Just a lot. <laughs> Tell me why, please. Elaborate. This is tune in. <laughs> <laughs> we are here. All right, all right, all right. So, uh, you know, a large part of my life, you know, I've, I've been. There's been a lot of Jamaican people who have been close to me throughout the years. 
Um, and I've always been, you know, really close to the culture, um, you know, food, artists, like you name it, like Jamaica is, um, I think it's just a great place. The people are great um, most of the time. Um, and yeah, that's, that's my place. I'm waiting for the, you know, the other shoe. You know, Mark? I'll let that slide. Um, uh, I did. Uh, it's cool. Um, I'm glad to hear that. You know, yeah. I feel as yeah. though I yeah. put Which island part. Yeah, what's your island? <laughs> what's your island? What island would you choose? Um, for me, hmm, hmm, I would have to say, hmm, <laughs> I would have to say Saint Lucia. I think I it's like okay. I'm like big on like music. Like I Denry. love Denry, music yeah. and Denry <laughs> Soka. Oh my Denry. gosh, Denry is like the best. But yeah, Saint Lucia just strictly like the vibes of the music. I but yeah. All right, who's next? Me. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, this is tough. Soka, reggae, or dancehall. Okay. You want to go first? Y'all might get me for this one. But I just love me some dance hall. It's just something about dance hall that just kind of hits my spirit. But also, it's like the sofa because it always catches me with the iron. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, you know what? It's fighting my soul, but I'm too dance hall all the time. Mm. Okay. Josh? You know... Uh, I feel like everyone who knows me know I probably pick Soka, but I actually think I would have to go reggae. And here's why: Soka and dancehall are very um, very yeah, very upbeat, very very strong, you know, mm-hmm. in the air. And I feel yeah. like you know, as I get older, you know, and I don't. Um, you know, always want to jump around and, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, uh, reggae is just real calm. You know, I can listen to that at any time of the day, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what I'm doing. I can be in the gym listening to reggae. And so I think for for longevity, I would say reggae if I had to pick one. Uh, I already, y'all already know what my answer is going to yeah. be. <laughs> so, yes, I would choose reggae all day, every day. Because the greatest singer of all time, the greatest entertainer of all time, the yes, greatest Alice. entertainer of the generation, uh-huh. like Barris Hammond uh-huh. is the 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 man. You know what I'm saying? Like Barris has gotten me through hard times, and yeah, yeah. So I would choose reggae, but like ranking it wise, like I would say reggae number one, Soka is number two because Soka like just puts you in a good mood all the time. Like you just turn on Soka and you can't resist the beat. So um I would say Soka and then Dance Hall. Dance Hall did not used to be my favorite. Like like the current dance hall. Like I like I like nineties dance hall like give me that girl with the wicked Yeah, yeah, yeah. That type of chaka chaka, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I like the nineties dance hall, but like the current one it's starting to grow on me. I'm not going to even lie. It's, it's You're fine of Dexter? No. I mean, I like Dutty Dap. Sorry. Oh, give me, give me, me my, give 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 me
Obsession or craving? Mm. Okay, it's not weird. Is it Caribbean related or? Of course, they have to be. That's all right, right. I am Caribbean related. Hmm. I mean, I like chop chop. Like I could eat chop chop by itself. If a lot of people I don't know what chop chop, oh, I like chop chop. <laughs> So, if you don't know what chop chop is, it's like eggplant, spinach, okra, chopped up in all. Mm. It, it's, it's weird, but it's really good. It's just a green. It's just a green for me. <laughs> um, A weird craving? Yeah. No, no. Weird, weird. Weird craving? I don't do nothing weird about craving food. You know, as of lately, mm-hmm. I've been meaning to try some cow skin. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. I'm willing to give cow skin another try. Because, you know, I'm traumatized from childhood from my mother cooking cow skin in the house. But, you know, I'm willing to give it a, another try. Cow skin, yes. Well, I eat ma, so I understand that's the skin. What is ma? Mrs. Ma is like the skin of a. Uh, uh, I don't want to say a lamb, but a goat. Like it's, mm. it's good. That sounds good. Yes. I'll give that a try. Yes, it's, but it's really good. But the only thing about cow skin is gummy, 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 gummy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's same cow thing. skin is gummy. Like it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I would give it another try. Like I would de- definitely give it another try. You have to cook my in a good way. You have to cook it a certain way. Like the spices have to be kicking mm. for me to eat my. Like you can't have it bland because then I'm just chewing. Mm. It's just sponge I'm chilling. Just yeah. Okay. I'll give it I'll give it a try. I have no weird cravings. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I plead the fifth you Okay, so <laughs> let's just put this out here. Joshua is a very clean eater. <laughs> like Joshua's a very clean eater. Like he would splurge here and there, but like yeah, for the most part, Josh is like a clean eater. So yes. A word craving for him, for me, would be the the fish, the the little lobsters. Oh yes, Josh loves him some juicy crab. You <laughs> Josh know, it's, loves a, him some it's, juicy crab. it's a recent thing, you know. <laughs> that's if, a craving. That, yeah, that's that would be my weird thing. Yeah. but that's your case. Okay. All right, cool, cool. All right, so let's dive into the discussion. So today's discussion is going to be about growing up uh, Caribbean. So. The first question is, um, how do you identify yourself in terms of your ethnicity? Somebody else take this. <laughs> All right. I'll, go, go ahead, Josh. I mean, for me, I, I honestly, I just say um, black. I, I just feel like that's the easiest way, especially living in the U.S. Um, you know, I feel like we're the one place that's like really divided when it comes to you're either black or you're white. And so that's just the easy way. Because I could say I'm Caribbean American. Mm-hmm. I could say I'm African American, which is like the, the, the normal thing. Or I could say, you know, um, Afro American. 
Um, but instead of, you know, me trying to figure out which one I'm going to say to somebody and which one they're going to understand, I could just say black and leave it right there. Right. Um, so I'm going to say mine and I'm going to ask a question. So, um, I agree with Josh. Um, I concur with you. (laughs) (laughs) I, I agree with Josh. Um, I identify as just saying black. It's easy to say. Um, I have a tough time identifying as African American. Uh, I don't know. It's very, eh. but I I just think it's easier simply to just say black. Um, so now, if you're in a space like how we were for school in an environment of just um, predominantly black people, would you identify as just being black, or would you? then further specify and say Caribbean. Caribbean American or you would say Caribbean American. Okay. I I'd probably still leave it at black. black. Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it doesn't it doesn't really matter who I'm talking like either way it's just always gonna be easier to say yeah. black, you know? Um and you know there's some kind of um how you say like some kind of unity in mm. just saying black as mm. well. Mm. I think like in going to Morehouse, like I, I, I was more so to say like, if anybody were to inquire, I would say I'm Jamaican. Like I would just flat out and say that I wouldn't necessarily say Caribbean American. I'll just say I'm Jamaican. But yeah, I would say a Caribbean American just to like let other people know like yeah okay she's Caribbean so boom I can link up with her so we could feel each other out see if we could click mm. we got something in common that's the only reason why I would say Caribbean American. Okay. Cool, cool. All right, so do you have a, like a particular moment in time growing up where you realized that you were Caribbean and you you were different from the other black kids growing up? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm Caribbean, but I'm also Seventh Day Adventist, so a lot. <laughs> I am so this as well. A lot of things that American kids could do, I was not able to do. Like going out on Saturday, sleeping over, that was just not a thing because my mom would have to check out the person's home or the person's parents before I could even stay there. Um, like schooling, don't play. Just don't even think you're going to come home with these regular games <laughs> because no, that's not cutting it. Mm-hmm. And then when I would bring like my food that, that I would get from home, that would always be a problem because, you know, they only have a microwave in the uh, cafeteria. So that's mm-hmm. where you would have to heat up your food. So if you're heating up ethnic food, <laughs> everyone has something to say that day. Like, yes. <laughs> what is that? Mm-hmm. What does that smell? Mm-hmm. What are you eating? Mm-hmm. And it's, Just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I really knew I was different because it was just like, yeah. Some of the stuff that y'all think is normal... My family would not think it's acceptable at all. Yeah, I um I would have to say for me it's very similar to you. So like I went to although I said I'm from the Bronx, I, I grew up partially in Georgia. So I went to school in the County. And I remember being in like kindergarten and like a normal snack for me in my household would be like butter and cheese or bulla bulla and cheese. So like I would take Bulla and cheese to school in my lunch bag. 
And like the kids would be like, "Yo, what is that?" I'm like, "It's bullet and cheese." They're like, "What's bullet?" And I like I couldn't explain it because I like I was like in kindergarten, but um, yeah, like that was like the first time I was like, "Oh, like people don't black people don't have the same cultural background or the same upbringing as as me." So like that was like the first time I realized that I was different or Caribbean. And as Ty said, like, I, I grew up Seventh-day Adventist, and, like, my church was very diverse um, growing up. So, like, we had diverse in the sense of in, in the Caribbean. So, like, our, we had a lot of people from Antigua. We had a lot of people from um, Haiti. We had a lot of people from Barbados. And, like, just growing up with that culture, like, I, I didn't distinguish until I, I went to elementary school. So, yeah, that was, like, the first time I realized that I was Caribbean. Um, my, the first time I, you know, uh, came to that conclusion was, it was much later, um, because I grew up in, I grew up in Brooklyn. And so honestly, it just feels like everybody is Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And so like, even if you're not, you know, you know, the culture enough to be, you know, to just move through the same, you know, places. Um, so yeah, everybody, everybody knew everything. So it wasn't until I came down to Georgia um, that, you know, I really was like, oh, so everyone doesn't know this. This isn't just, you know, common knowledge. You know, there are other people out there in the world. Um, And so uh, I kind of, I actually took the route of kind of um, suppressing it, actually, Mm. Uh, because I get tired of, you know, answering answering questions. Um, Because, yeah, explaining things, yeah, so it, it's kind of like the black thing. It's kind of like, you know, it's just, it was just easier to just, you know, um, suppress it. Mm. But, you know, went to college and, you know, joined AC Vibes and it's a whole different story now. <laughs> um, okay, so say, kind of the same vein of that question. Um, how was it growing, growing up and going to school? So... Ty, I know you have experience going to school in the Caribbean, so if you want to speak about that. Uh, Going to school in the Caribbean is definitely different. Like, stuff that is acceptable up here is not acceptable down there. Like, talking back to the teacher, really just skipping class or not really paying attention. Like, you have to be on your P's and Q's. Mm. Like, you really had to make sure you exceeded your expectations for the teachers, like, they are able to whoop you. Mm. The principal is able to whoop you. And once you finish getting them whoopings, you're going home to another whooping because you embarrassed your family. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, it's rough, but it's also a good thing because then it teaches you that you need to go over that boundary. Like, you got to excel mm. when you get to America type thing. But, yeah. What else was... Oh, so like so that was so that was just a question like just growing up growing up Caribbean like how is that going to school and things of that nature mm-hmm. so like for me so I have an interesting experience growing up in both New York and Georgia so like I spoke about my Georgia experience but going to, to growing up Caribbean in New York especially in the Bronx like it's just second nature because everybody in everybody that I went to school with, if you were black, you had to have been Caribbean, like of some Caribbean descent, Jamaican, Trinidadian, what have you, Guyanese, what have you. So like, I was just 
immersed in the culture and I never realized how much how important my culture was until I left that environment and I went to school in, in Georgia again for, for college and you realize like wow like you you take those little things for granted like you know growing up around those people you take those things for granted when you once once you leave that environment so yeah that was more so like my experience growing up in school how about you josh <laughs> like i said um you know growing up in brooklyn uh we everybody i i what i realized is i never distinguished or i never needed to distinguish you know and say you know i'm Bayesian. Mm-hmm. you know um it was kind of like this over this umbrella, you know, we're all just Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all have our little things, but you know, mm-hmm. we're all we're all still together. We're yeah. still all still one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like growing up, did you hear like jokes or like stereotypes about Caribbean people in particular? Yeah, like I know my mom did. Like there was she'll make jokes for her like mm. instead of calling her African booty scratcher they would call her like oh hold on I had to make sure I didn't curse <laughs> but yeah you a Caribbean uh, booty scratcher like okay. they would do stupid stuff like that like they would be like oh when you tell somebody that you're from a village they'd be like a village mm-hmm. you live in a hut mm-hmm. yep so y'all ooh, yeah, yeah. Be like, you're dumb <laughs> yeah. you're really dumb yeah. because yeah. no there's no way that you think like that mm-hmm like yeah, I I've definitely heard growing up um, that people think that Caribbean people live in huts, and I'm just like that's farther from the truth. <laughs> Far from it. But um, that's another stereotype I heard growing up. Like Caribbean people always have. Well, I know Jama- Jamaican people. The stereotype we have is like we have worked like nine to ten jobs, or you um, steal. Yes. <laughs> um, that Jamaican men are not loyal. Um, and uh, <laughs> like these, all these false falsehoods, yeah. these lies. Jamaican men are the most faithful men I know on this planet. You know what I'm saying? So, did you speak uh, into the mic when you said that? I did. Oh, wow. Is there an issue? No. All right. <laughs> um, but Josh, is there any, like, <laughs> are there any um, stereotypes that you heard growing up about Caribbean people? No. Okay. <laughs> we were good people. <laughs> so, like, describe, like, your home growing up, like, whether it be in, for you, like, in the Caribbean or at, at your actual home now, let's drive mm-hmm. your home, like, growing up. Growing up, I had two different lifestyles. Like, being in the islands, it was, like, laid back, easygoing. I didn't have to worry about too much. It wasn't too much stress. Like, when they say take a village, it was literally a village. Like, your teacher take care of you in the morning when you get to school. Your crosswalk person's making sure you're good. You get home, your granny's there, your grandfather's there, you see your mother, your dad, everybody in the village know who you are, so you're able to walk around the village and know you're safe. Like, But once you get to America, it was like a dog-eat-dog world. Like, <laughs> like, it's like you have to watch your back. Not everyone is your friend. Like, You have to come home at a certain time. Like, Don't be out there because I don't know what's going on. People are crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I had a dream, like literally having to stay away from oh, certain things. Jesus. Like it was just it might <laughs> uh, but yeah if I could go back I would go back because I know it would be so much easier like, yeah. it would be laid back being up here as a child it was just like it was strict mm-hmm. you couldn't do everything everybody else was doing mm-hmm. how about you Josh I was like describe your home growing up with a Bayesian mother <laughs> oh 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 yes. you know I thought you I was like I thought you meant like the neighborhood no uh, so like how how was the nature of your home like oh like, how did she like you incorporate know, make sure you understood your culture growing up you know honestly I don't I don't think there was a big push in my household mm. um about me knowing um you know Bayesian history or um just, you know, incorporating, like, my mom, you know, she has, like, the flags and stuff like that, you know. I learned from a very young age, um, you know, that she was from Barbados and things of that nature, but it was nothing, like, really in-depth. Mm. The, what I come to find out later is that um, my my experience was very similar to every Caribbean, or every Caribbean child, mm. um, and, you know, the uh, having to be home at a certain time and, um the beatings, if you will. Um, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I wasn't going to touch those. <laughs> um, you know, the the way she views, you know, hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, you know, a lot, a lot, it's just like a lot of little things that mm-hmm. I... Receding, like selling, grades, grades. Yeah, yeah, grades, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, education, what? Yeah, knew my multiplication tape before, you know, <laughs> okay. walked inside the school building. Knew how to spell the name and okay. the address. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for me, my childhood was very interesting growing up. Mommy, if y'all watch this, please don't. Um, <laughs> stop watching now. Um, yeah, no, um, growing up in my household, so reflecting on it so my mom she had she did not want us picking up on pots while growing up like she she didn't want us picking up on any accent growing up so like if you hear me like i i go in and out of accents because <laughs> like my mom didn't like she didn't want us to have a new york accent she didn't want us to have anything of georgia she whenever i came into the house and i said finna or gonna she stop that nope she, she did not want me to say that so like we you know recently had a discussion I'm like mom like you, you should have you know spoke more pato in the home because like now we feel like a disconnect with our culture because we don't know how to speak the you know native tongue but um of course like growing up in new york i i i trained my ear to like i i always understood pato but like I trained my ear to try to, you know, attempt to speak it and, you know, speak it with friends when I went to school and things of that nature. You know, my dad speak Pato in the house, you know, regularly in, in and out. But and my mom, she would speak Pato, but only like to family members. But that was pretty much it. But definitely like in the same vein as Josh, like very, my, my family is very discipl- disciplinarians, very much so. Um, they were, education is key. Like, my mom would be mad if I came home with a B. Like, 
if I came home with the A minus, my mom would be upset. She was like, "Why didn't you get an A?" It, 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 <laughs> it, it would it wouldn't be no oh congrats oh you you did a good job. It would be like yeah you could have done better though. <laughs> so so like I mean yeah it's 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 tough love but you know it, it's all coming from a good place you know your parents want want to see you succeed in life and things of that nature, but you know growing up in my home like like cooking is like the the main thing that i i could think of growing up at home like my mom i think is the best cook in the world like you know like just growing up eating brown stew chicken and oxtail and curry chicken curry goat all them something there yeah yeah so like yeah like just cooking is very foundational and that's how like i was able to connect with my culture being able to learn how to cook the traditional dishes so that I could you know pass that on to you know my kids when the when the time comes so um yeah that's that's pretty much like growing up in my household mm-hmm. seeing grandma cooking making mm-hmm. dumplings mm-hmm. cleaning the place yeah it was beautiful it was oh a beautiful sight. also I like so being tired as I said before we're, we're adventists so like we have like very similar like upbringings like being woken up i'm pretty sure josh can relate to this as well be woken up to caribbean music right. on the weekends hear my cry oh lord yeah i'm going back to sleep don't even come in my door i'm putting yes. my chair behind my door yes like uh just waking up to like carrying gospels on sabbath morning blaring in your ear you know or on Sunday, you know, said so that's Pat cleaning Finder. time. Oh, oh that that too, <laughs> Pathfinder too. But you Pat first Finder. before you leave for Pathfinder, you have to clean the house. You have to make sure your bed make. You have to make sure the wa- the dishes washed, the clothes clean, all of that. So then don't forget Monday choir rehearsal, okay. Wednesday prayer, prayer meeting, meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Friday Vespas, <laughs> this that day, okay, service, ay, all of that. Oh so, yeah. Yeah, like it's very unique, but um, for me, growing up, um, my church we used to have we used to have things called um socials, and that was like my first exposure to like Caribbean music, for real. Like, um, they used to play like old school like ska music, like mm-hmm. mental music, like folk 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 song, and you know that's what we grew up listening to that was like my first introduction to music that's what i grew up on so like things like that so how do you guys feel as though caribbean music has helped you connect to your culture that's what actually taught me how to speak patois like mm. in my house it was the same way like don't speak too much patois like when i first came up here from the uh from Antigua like they put me in a speech impediment class wow and then put me in very behind type thing so I had to be in there until like fifth grade just to get my accent out people always ask me like they meet my mom and see that she had a little twang in her Mm. but then they'll be like why you talk like a white girl I'm like it's it's not me yeah (laughs) it's the school system you know so yeah um Ooh, wow, I just blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> music, music, how music. Music, yes. yes. 
So I had to pick that back up. So mm. listening to dance hall, raw dance hall, mm-hmm. and then some reggae and some old old skanking music, chaka chaka mm. music, chaka watching music. the uh, pasta pasta videos and mm-hmm. all that. Just watching all of that just taught me how mm-hmm. to get my accent back. Because mm. my mama wasn't gonna teach me. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, how about you? Um, what's the question again? So, um, the question was, um, how do you feel as though, um, Korean music music has connected you to your culture? Um, for me, so actually I was, I was, uh, I was like your mom, um, growing up where I didn't want an accent. I didn't Mm. want, I, I, for some, I didn't like the idea of someone being able to know where I was from, from the way that I talk. Mm. And that's a big reason why I talk the way I talk right now. Mm. Um, but Caribbean music, uh, I think it's helped me connect because, you know, I like to hear the experiences, you know, like it's very like, there's a lot of storytelling mm-hmm. um, going on. And I like to hear those stories that, you know, I may not have experienced, but you know, I know that it's a part of who I am, you know, in a way. Mm. Um, and the next thing is, he, it's funny, hearing those accents. Um, because I never, I, I always remember, like, the first couple of Bayesian songs I heard. Mm. And you you know, you know, <laughs> you know when it's a Bayesian. You know. Yes. And so, um, you know, being able to hear those differences, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I really enjoy that. Mm. For me, um... I just feel like my love for reggae has like really helped me connect with with my culture and has definitely it also helped me like understand Patwa and helped me to speak Patwa. Um like yeah, like the just as Josh said, like the story behind reggae music, like you feel the emotion that is spewed into the music that they make. And um yeah, it's, it's, it's really, I don't know, I blanked out. <laughs> no, no, So, like, yeah, just going back to that, um, yeah, I've, I, and I've been able to discover other musics, especially when I went to college. I, I did not listen to soca heavily when I was in high school. It was pretty much, like, dance hall and reggae. That was pretty much it. But like being around people of of other Caribbean backgrounds who, who that produce soca music, like soca is like my second favorite genre of Caribbean music. So or music period. That's uh, crazy. You don't want to put me on Denry. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I did, I did. When Denry popped, I was like, hey, we got to spread it. So, <laughs> <laughs> I did. So, but yeah, like, I listen to, I listen, I, I listen to music from every single island. When it comes from Denry from St. Lucia or Bouillon from Saint, uh, from um, Dominica or Zouk or, you know, Ooh. Compa or I listen to reggaeton, you know what I'm saying? Like, merengue, all that. So, like, just, like, delving into how we're able to, like, make our own music and, you know, tell our own stories. It's, it's, like, beautiful. So, yeah. So, what would you guys say is, like, your most fondest memory, like, growing up? Caribbean or? or... Yeah. 
Favorite Caribbean memory? Yeah. Mm. Oh, the first time we went to Eastern Parkway, um, um, for, I don't remember which one it was, but I just remember the first time we went out there and it was like, a, it was a, one of the parades, um, and everybody, you saw all the colors and everybody was watching, everybody was, you know, looking back on it, I think those people were drunk. Uh, I'm screaming. You know, I was, I was young. I, I was young, you know. <laughs> I was yeah, but like everybody, oh, everybody was having such a good time. Everybody was mm. so lively. Like you would think there wasn't one problem ever. Like people were just happy and jumping around, dancing. Mm-hmm. It was just like it was. It was really like amazing to see. And I think that would probably have to be my favorite because it was like my first time. Really, it was like everyone, mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah. Um. So for me, it would have to be when I was still younger and still living in the islands with my mom. It was around Christmas time. Um, she just finished decorating the tree, so the house was lit up. So it was like, you know how the colorful houses are in, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the islands. So mm-hmm. everything was colorful. We went down into town. We were shopping. Everything was just lit up. It was nice. But then my second one has to be like carnival when I was really young and also living in Antigua. Like... The costumes, I still remember it up to now, and I was like four. Like, mm. it was so vibrant and nice, and it was just like everyone was having a great time. Like Josh was saying, it was like not a care in the world. Like, now we're stuck in a house. Yeah. 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 Um, what a time. For me, my my most fondest memory is a very weird one. It's it's not typical, but um, night night. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, for me, the the majority of the time that I've been to Jamaica, it has been for funerals. Um, so, whenever I go to Jamaica, I always stay with family. I've never stayed at a resort when I've been to Jamaica. It's always been either funerals or a wedding. Um, so, the, the fondest memory I have is from the night-night from my grandmother's funeral. And if you don't know what night-night is, night-night is like a, a celebration before... Um, you bury your loved one, and um, it's a very contradictory. Uh, it's a it's a big contradiction where you have a live band playing um Caribbean music, Caribbean like gospel music, like you know they call it. Uh, 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 I forgot what they call it, but yeah. So they're playing Caribbean gospel music while alcohol is just flowing through the crowd and. People are just drunk out of their minds, having a good time. And, like, just being in the atmosphere and, like, soaking all of that in is just, like, yes, it's, like, a you know, a sad time, you know, being able to, you know, bury a loved one. But just seeing that Caribbean people take a, a, a dreary and dark situation and, and turn it to a positive one, like, that that's what I, you know, like about, you know, that aspect of my culture, and I, I hold that dearly. So, mm. yeah. All right, last question. That's just like a second line. Yeah. <laughs> so, last question. What would you say to your younger self? What advice would you give live to it your up, live it up. younger self? <laughs> my younger self? Yes. I would have said, don't overthink it too much. Mm. Like, I was really thinking that I'm not Caribbean enough, so I'm going to try and be 
overly American. Like I was listening to white girl music, emo, everything. Like mm. I was overthinking it. Mm. But then once I got into college, I found people that was like me. And I really started to understand my culture and embrace it. And I was like, okay, cool. Don't think about it too much. Just enjoy yourself. Take in all that you have, especially being around your grandparents. Because I wish I would have cherished that moment and really took in all that information that I was getting from them. Because being able to be around my grandmother, seeing her cook, mm-hmm. and I didn't get none of the recipes. <laughs> it was just so good. It was so good. And I didn't get none of that. Yeah. And it was like... All those little tid of wisdom that I was supposed to get from them, mm-hmm. I miss that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yes, younger self, don't think about it too much and take in all the information that you get. Mm. Yeah. That's sure. Um, I would say for me, if I could go back and tell myself something, um, I'd probably say just to embrace it more. Mm. Um, you know, I, I kind of feel like in the same way, I feel like I kind of took it for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like there's probably like a lot of things along the way that I probably missed or I didn't think about or, um, yeah, I just, I didn't, you know, consider, I didn't, I didn't think when I was, when I was in New York, when I was in Brooklyn, I didn't think there was ever, I never imagined a time where I wouldn't be here mm-hmm. in this place. Mm-hmm. And so I, yeah, I took a lot of things for granted and, you know, especially like my, my grandmother, um, you know, she passed away and I realized, you know, all the things that, all the questions I didn't ask her, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. um, the recipes, because, you know, every, yeah. every week, you know, it's like 15 things were made. Mm-hmm. She was in the kitchen all day and, you know, what were we doing? Oh, off playing some game somewhere, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Don't worry um, about it. Just know we're about to eat. Yeah, you know, the food coming. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think that would be it. For me, I my advice would be don't be afraid to speak the pot twelve. Do not be afraid to talk to things. Um, <laughs> and that you're not alone. Um, you know, growing up, um, my brother, he would like try to speak patwa, and it would. Growing up, it wasn't the best patwa, and like I, would, I was kind of sort of ashamed because like, like again, like as I said, like my mom, she didn't really like speak patwa in the house like that. So, um, hearing him speak it, it just didn't sound right, and like I was just you know pushing off, pushing off like learning the language, but that's how you 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 know you you tie yourself to the culture and you know. So, to this day, like, when I go to Jamaica, I only speak Patois around my family, and I don't feel comfortable speaking Patois in public because I feel like, you know, I feel like people are going to judge me for how I speak Patois, like, it kind of choppy-choppy. Like, yeah, like, I'm a Yankee, you know what I'm saying? So, like... I, I my, my patois it goes in and out. I go in and out from from you know English to 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 patois. So I'm trying to work on it. Um, I'm trying to be more. I don't want to say fluent, but just comfortable speaking it, and um, just try not to care what other people think. And to the to the fact that you are not alone, like you know, for a long time, especially like when I went to first got to Morehouse. I was like, nobody here is Caribbean. I'm by myself. <laughs> like, I like, you know, taking showers in, in, in the bathroom, 
I was afraid to like play my my Caribbean music. And I'm like, oh Lord, they're not gonna yeah, like this. Like, they're gonna, like, they're gonna judge me. Saying? You know turn, what I'm saying? Like, turn it off. Yes, turn yeah. it what off. Is like, this? <laughs> but like, I as soon as I found AUC vibes and I was able to find more people that were like me, I was like, you know what? I need to take pride in my culture. Like, you know. Yeah. You never know if other people might like the same, like the music that you listen to. Mm-hmm. So I started just blasting soca music in the shower and blasting it in, all, in the dorms and stuff like that. And other people started taking a, a liking to it. So just like try not to, you know, dim your light and just be proud of your Caribbean culture. Mm-hmm. But yes, mm-hmm. this is a good episode. Yeah. I like this. um so we're gonna close out the podcast um thank you guys for listening if you're listening watching if you're watching um please to follow us at at chups c-h-u-p-s podcast on instagram instagram and instagram and follow us on or subscribe to our YouTube channel. And ping 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 ping. Pushing wing 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 wing. Okay, kushai kushai. <laughs> the bell. Put yes, on the bell. Notification bell. Like, yes. comment, subscribe. And if you have any questions for us, put it down in the comment section below. Um, email. Oh yes, our email is. Give me a moment. <laughs> Give me one second. Sorry, y'all. Chops.podcast at gmail.com. All right. And he said what? Chops.podcast at gmail.com. So if you have any questions for us, um, feel free to email us, DM us, whatever follow our, our personal instagrams at mark my word on instagram the clark ty the clark ty um B-L-K symbol all right all right until next time thanks guys thanks for watching peace